Hey, Kev, let's let's follow this trail over here. This looks like there might be something waiting down there. All right. Hey, wait a minute. Do you hear that? Yeah, I thought it was just me. What the heck is that? I don't know what that is. Whoa, do you smell that, too? That's unbelievable. Hey, look. What the? Hey, look, those, those branches are moving over there. What the heck is that? Holy cow, is that what I think it is? Look at that thing. It... Oh my god. It's a freaking Sasquatch. Welcome to the Bigfoot Terror in the Woods Sightings and Encounters podcast. I am your host, W.J. Sheehan, author of the series of books, Bigfoot Terror in the Woods Sightings and Encounters, 10 volumes available in paperback and ebook at Amazon. And nine of the 10 are available in audio format at Audible, iTunes, and Amazon as well. So, Go out and grab about 20 or 30 copies and uh, make me very happy. (laughs) (laughs) And now, (laughs) without any further ado, my brother and co-host, KJ Sheehan. Kev, how are we doing today? I'm doing okay, Bill. Hey, why not get a dozen of each each volume, right? Sure. I mean, if you're a big fat bastard and you like donuts, (laughs) pretend you're buying donuts. (laughs) Hey, I resemble that remark. <laughs> what was that movie with the fat bastard in it? Mm. Uh, the little mini me and all that garbage. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, I can't think of it. Uh, I never saw the whole movie. I'm not really hip to that. Oh, it's the the British character. Yeah. Now you got and, me going. <laughs> what the heck's his name? I happened to be over somebody's house one night. I went to visit them, and they were in the midst of watching this show. And, uh, uh, you know, I saw probably a half an hour of it, you know, but when he was calling him the fat bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Mike Myers uh, plays uh, the character. Now you got me going here. Yeah, he was, like, supposed to be a goof on James Bond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah. Yeah, so go out. Pretend you're buying a few dozen donuts to hold you over for the evening. And uh, buy a few books. (laughs) (laughs) Austin Powers, that's who it is. That's it. Yeah, Austin Powers. I've been going. I'm like, come on, it's right there. Get out of the brain. (laughs) Yeah, so that's cool. And today is my, uh, I'm looking outside. I think I'm going to have to hit the lawn. The grass, I wish my hair grew as fast as the lawn grows. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got to do the same thing, Bill. Yeah. It's hot, hey, though, you know, so I think I'm going to do it later on. What do you think would happen if I took some of the Jonathan Green uh, fertilizer and rubbed it into my scalp? Oh, yeah, that's good for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, don't do that. Yeah, how about some tall fescue? You could take some of that grass seed, though, and put it in mud <laughs> and put it on your head and be like a, a chia pet. Yeah, a little poultice on the head. Could be a little chia pet. Yeah, yeah, look at that spiky green hairy ass, man. That's <laughs> radical, dude. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 
So what do we have, Kevin, on cryptids in the news and other oddities segment today? Yeah, well, you know, folks, uh, my brother and I are about 600 miles away from each other, at least, whenever we record these podcasts. And we typically don't tell each other what we're going to do. But this week, I'm going to review a video, a YouTube video. It's actually a Facebook video, I guess, that's out there online. So I told my brother last night to take a look at it so we could talk about it. So this is uh, one of our listeners, Bill, sent us, uh, one of our listeners from Australia sent this to us in in, uh, listener mail. And he titled it The Next Patty Film. So I don't know if it's The Next Patty Film, but I hadn't seen it. And it's pretty darn cool. So this video was taken in July of 2021, so a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. And it was shared on social media. And it appears to show a Bigfoot crossing the Cass River in Michigan. It's spelled C-A-S-E, but I think it's pronounced Cass instead of Case. Mm -hmm. Um, The video, which was taken by a kayaker, so someone kayaking down the river, shows a large hairy figure wading through the water. And then when you look really closely, excuse me, the figure is carrying something in its arms, which some people believe is a baby Bigfoot. Some people believe is a baby deer. Mm. And uh, the video went viral. Many people believe it's real, of course. Um, Of course, also, there are a bunch of others that think it's a hoax. Some people think that the figure in the video is a man in a, a, uh, you know, Bigfoot or gorilla suit. Others have said that the video is too blurry to be able to tell what it's actually showing. And it is a little blurry. I wouldn't say it's too blurry. Uh, It is filmed from a cell phone. From the kayaker, so it's reasonable, you know, that somebody's sitting in a kayak that's floating and they're trying to film this Bigfoot that's probably a good 100 yards away crossing the river. Yeah, I I took a peek at it numerous times and I kept trying to freeze frame it uh, and, and get a better look. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not sold on... Uh, I kept looking at it, Kev. I'm not really seeing anything that it's holding. It's like, to me, it's like different views of its arms folded across the the front of its body, like in different positions as it's kind of going back and forth, wading across the uh, river. What do you make of that? Yeah, so it, to me, it I didn't see it until I watched it like 15 times. Okay. And the whole video, by the way, folks, is just under five seconds long. But there are some folks, uh, some Bigfoot researchers that did uh, some stop frame footage and some zoom in, stabilization, slowing it down, etc. And in the second to last still, Bill, in that uh, still shot, in that analysis, it looks like a baby deer. Over its okay. left shoulder, like you can, okay. you can kind of see like the fawn spots. And folks, by the way, I will post this video on our website, BigfootTerrorInTheWoods.com, under uh, episode one nine nine, and uh, we'll put the link up there. But you know, and l- let me talk a little bit more. So, the the creature, its color video during the day, it looks like it's probably you know maybe I'm guessing. Before before lunchtime or two o'clock in the afternoon, you know it's sunny, 
It's on a still river, you know, pretty quiet river, not not uh, not rapids or anything like that. Woods on either side of it, uh, hanging over the river like you often see. And this creature is crossing from left to right. It's got like a light brown fur, so it's not like a black gorilla suit you'd get at the costume shop. You know, if it is somebody in a costume, it looks way better than that. And then it's also interesting, the analyst that's putting the, you know, that put together the video, he pointed out that it's walking under the power lines. So like the power lines go across the river and that's like the power line right away. And he mentioned that Bobo, um, you know, calls the, refers to the power lines uh, often as the Bigfoot Highway because they use that right away uh, in the trees to get from A to B sometimes, or he believes that, which kind of makes yeah. sense, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's the path of least resistance exactly. to cover great distances. Yeah, and usually not a lot of people around anyway, you know, yeah, yep. walking under the power lines. So so I, I don't know. You know, it's, uh, I wish it was longer, but some of these I look at, folks, and, and, you know, I'm a bit of a skeptic, you know, for sure. I look at them and say, no way, that's somebody in a suit. This thing, I don't know what it is. But it's not it's not a bear. No doubt about that. You know, all kidding aside, it's definitely not a brown bear crossing yeah. the river. Now, I'd like to point out a couple of observations, my own, about this mm-hmm. clip. To begin with, this river is very murky. It the water appears to be very muddy. Yeah, it's brown. Brown well, river. So you, you're like, not like you're a not, lot of our rivers down here in the southeast. Right, so you're not you're not seeing the bottom as you're walking with clarity. I make that point because the video is like five seconds, and if you put from the time we see it in the river, from the time he started filming it, if you added maybe another three or four seconds onto the other side to get to where it was, I don't see a human being walking through murky water in that river where you can't see where you're placing your foot or your feet, crossing that span in, you know, less than a half a minute. It's a good point, Bill. I didn't think of that, but, you know, because it's happening so slowly and it's only a five-second video, but it does cover some ground, and I would say the water's up above its knees. Yeah, you know, so it's not like it's just wading in the water. It's above its knees. And, you know, if I tried to walk across the Noose River, which is near me here in North Carolina, in spots, it's about that deep. I'd be like tripping and slipping on the rocks on the bottom and stumps and stuff like that. Right. It would be a it it's would an be adventure. A, <laughs> right. It would be a very slow walk, making sure you weren't about to go ass over tea kettle tripping over a limb or or full stepping into a yeah or even getting your foot stuck yeah you know and this thing seems to just kind of strut across you know big feet and uh you know kind of used to this type of uh atmosphere if you will and it traverses that area like you say the video is what five seconds five seconds yeah and, and it moved like half the distance of the width of this river. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, even if you put another five or ten on the other side, 
I'm not walking across that in 15 seconds. No, no. There's no way, and especially, again, with the costume on. The other point is this creature has a very strange-looking posture to it. Uh, it's almost like a, a deformed-looking to me, kind of weird. And I noticed also that the arms were extremely long. That's what that- I was thinking. So the arms are kind of like you're you're seeing it, like I said, crossing from left to right. You're looking at the right side of this creature, uh, for about half of the video, it's in a profile view, and then for about a half to a third of the video, it's actually looking at you while it's walking. Uh, so you can see, you know, what is its face. Um, and it's got the right arm kind of across its chest, almost like you'd carry your arm if it was in a sling. And that's why when I look at it closely, it looks like a baby deer, like over its left shoulder. So, like, it's holding it with its left arm, kind of like holding its butt, and then the right arm is going across to help steady it. And you see this big elbow uh, jutted out at you, like these arms are really long. I had the same observation. Yeah, and, you know, look, uh, if you're a guy and you were the person in this uh, video wearing a zoot suit, you are one freaky-looking build. (laughs) (laughs) Because... That that there ain't nothing right about that as far as calling it a human in a suit. <laughs> it's got these enormous upper thigh, almost looks abnormally giant, and then these spindly long arms, almost like a an arachnid, like spider legs, uh, folded in front of it and moving around, and even the head looks small. Yeah. So it's a really odd... It's odd-looking. I I agree. Yeah, it's an odd-looking specimen uh, at best. And uh, I think that lends to the credence that this is not a human being. Uh, It's one weird character uh, if it was a human being. And and again, I I discount the fact that uh, it would be a human based on the quickness of it walking through the muddy water. Yeah. It, it just, to me, it can't be. And you're absolutely right. I had to look for a minute, and there's a clip where you can see the shining uh, high-tension wires passing through uh, the trees uh, up above it and, like, just behind it. Yep. And uh, which kind of freaks me out a little bit because it doesn't look like they're doing much line trimming over there. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, these tri- these power lines look like they're running right through the treetops. Yeah. But we don't get a good view there to see the whole picture, you know? No, no, but it's it's pretty cool, folks. I mean, definitely check it out under episode 199, uh, com. Let us know what you think, too. Write in and let us know. And if you've heard about it before and you know, know some other details on it, um, it's pretty good, you know, and, and by the way, this Cass River, uh, in Michigan is east of the city of Saginaw and pretty far north of, uh, Detroit. So if you kind of drew a line, uh, from Detroit straight north and from Saginaw straight east, it looks pretty rural out there. And that's where this, uh, Cass River is. Yeah. And of course, uh, uh, how close is this, like, Kev, to northern Michigan? I didn't look yeah, at a map. Yeah, it's not all on... the way up. It's south of the lake. 
So it's not all the way up in the Upa, as Oopa. the uh, Upper Peninsula folks call it. Yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. Uh, I would not rate it uh, to the next patty, uh, but you know, no. again, but it's you pretty know, good. It's better. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what, Bill. Uh, probably nineteen out of twenty of the videos that I see. I'm like, come on. That's my brother. He doesn't even have a suit on. <laughs> what do you mean I look like a Bigfoot? Wait a minute. That's a Labrador Retriever. <laughs> <laughs> With a suit on. Yeah. No, I'm kind of buying into it. But as I say, it's one of the freakiest looking Bigfoot postures that I've seen. It's got a little scoliosis. Yeah, something going on there. And to me, it looks more, uh, to be honest with you, it looks more monkey-like in giant form. Yeah, it's big, though. You can tell it's big. Yeah, no doubt about it. But it has that spindly kind of looking like a rhesus monkey or something in a giant package. Yeah. So it's it's, it's a little Like a big uh, orangutan kind of. Yes, yes, that kind of... Yeah, that uh, kind of color, too, that reddish color. Reddish yeah, and that's brown. the other thing. That that color pattern is very common. Yeah. People say a reddish hue, uh, red highlights. You know, this is what they're... Bur- uh, uh, what's the other word I'm looking for? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Another... Uh, could, very- you know, this, this guy, he could have been drinking that Flint City water in Michigan, right? You know, that'll yeah, make you I, a little weird. And that's what happened to him. Yeah, could be. And he, he you, got all the fur and everything, too. I, I don't mean that the Bigfoot was drinking the water. Yeah, he used to build cars in Detroit and decided to live in the woods. There you go. But he let things go a little. Yeah. I pick up my retirement check every 30 days. <laughs> <laughs> Give me my check. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so well, that's it this week uh, in cryptids in the news and other oddities. Of course, we did go to the news, and uh, I liked it. I, again, folks, check it out. Let us know what you think. Yeah, very good, Kev. Uh, I'm glad you brought that to the uh, the table today, and we'll see what our uh, listeners have to say about it. I'm sure people will chime in. Now, you know, I have a really interesting uh account here, and I'm going to give it to you as I wrote it, uh, because I mentioned in here uh, my parish priest, and uh, as I begin to tell you about this hair-raising testimonial, I'm, I'm reminded of my parish priest who told me of his own experience in this same area, minus the Bigfoot, of course. Uh, I have long said that common sense is not so common. And as you will soon hear, there are many who would agree with me. And this is what Linda McDonald and her girlfriend Paige experienced in the summer of 2001. Now, I'm going to get going here, but uh, my priest, uh, Father John, uh, big hiker, big walker, very spindly character, wears those thick-soled sneakers around all the time. He's always out walking. And he had told me 
he went for a hike in the Adirondack Trail once and got lost and spent the entire night in the woods, uh, able to get out uh, in the morning. But now listen to this. As I begin to tell you all that, this is, uh, by the way, Linda speaking. As I begin to tell you, Bill, all that transpired on the Adirondack Trail that day, I thought I would preface it by saying that you can have all the education in the world at your disposal, and a sudden lapse in common sense can quite possibly cost you your life. Paige and I had set off for a day hike following a section of the Adirondack Trail in upstate New York. We were both wearing light jackets for the day, knowing that the temps were to be in the upper 50s and that we would be walking very briskly. That was lapse number one. Secondly, neither of us were carrying a compass, which both of us, assuming that the trail we took in would be easy enough to follow back out, which, as it turns out, was lapse number two. Thirdly, we had brought a reasonable amount of water for the day, as well as a limited amount of food, the two of us planning to have a hearty meal together come dinner time, and that was lapse number three. Between the two of us, we had a combined nine years of education. Despite our education on this hike, we were incapable of making between us one solid decision in regards to safety and our own well-being. As a warning to all of those out there who care to heed a warning, even though we began our hike uh, our day by following what is purported to be a major hiking trail in the region, only hours into the hike, we had already made several bad decisions as to which trail was the real trail while we were hiking. Around one o'clock in the afternoon, a strong wind had kicked up. And within about 45 minutes time, what was a sunny sky spotted with puffy white clouds had turned dense gray, completely obscuring the sun. Soon after, we lost our bearings entirely, and we were lost. For the next seven hours, for all I know, we were hiking in circles. The realization came upon us that the temperature had dropped about 10 degrees, and with the wind now howling, we were going to have to spend the night alone in the forest, or so we thought. With no flashlight in our possession, we did our best to rip down some pine boughs and create a windbreak to hide behind for the night. At 9 p.m., it was jet black in the trees, and I was never so afraid in all of my life, with the night's activities just about to begin. We had about a half a gallon of water left between the two of us, a small package of cheese and crackers, and some type of health bar. At around 11 o'clock, 
a scream rang out in the woods, which sounded like a cross between a witch and a woman being murdered. It was the most bone-chilling, blood-curdling thing that either of us had ever heard in our lives, and it sounded relatively close. As our eyes adjusted to the thick darkness which surrounded us, it felt as though the wind over our heads was gusting to some 50 miles per hour at times, causing the trees both overhead as well as around us to rock and sway. This created a barrage of sounds in the woods. There were creaks and cracks occurring everywhere and anywhere, (coughs) as the two of us were hunkered against a tree trying to stay warm. It was now 11.45 p.m. when I heard a loud ugh. It sounded like it was very close to us, and Paige screamed. As we both tried to focus our eyes in the direction of the noise, which was by no means a tree noise, Rather, it was a deep and guttural sounding like that of a caveman. Paige said to me, Oh my God, there's something moving in the woods over there. And I immediately saw what she saw. There was the massive silhouette of a figure, darker than that of the woods it was standing in. And it was only perhaps 50 feet or less from where we were sitting. Paige and I looked at each other in the eyes in the dark, and when we looked back, whatever we had seen was gone. A short while later, we began to hear what sounded like gibberish coming from out of the woods. It started very quietly, sounding like two unintelligible people having a conversation, and then it escalated. There were two or more voices One seemed to be shouting as the other or others were replying back in quieter, more subtle tones. Whatever was being communicated was not English, albeit it did sound like a language, not animal speak. It was now about 1.30, and some stars were visible in the sky as the dense cloud cover seemed to be breaking up. A short while later, the glow of the latent stage of a waning moon became visible in what we knew was the east. We waited for almost an hour until we were sure of east from west, and we decided to start moving towards the southwest, which was how we had begun the day. I know there are many who are already saying what a stupid thing to do. But we were cold and frightened, and we could actually see a little, enough so that we wouldn't run into a tree or walk off a cliff, and so we began our walk. Arm in arm, the two of us hiked for hours, with our hands outstretched to block any unseen branches from our faces. For the first two hours of our walking, the gibberish persisted, so these things were following them to our right-hand side, but never did it get any closer as far as our hearing was concerned. Whatever these things were, they were flanking us as we walked in the darkness. 
At about 4.45 a.m., the sky began to glow behind us, and the slice of moon was overhead. A sense of calm and actual joy came over us, followed by the realization that the sounds had also stopped as well. We continued to walk until 7 a.m., having consumed half of our remaining water when we spied out a highway below our position and made our way towards it. It took us almost 45 minutes until we were standing on the road, not knowing what road it was or where we were. But we weren't in the woods anymore, and that's all that mattered. We sat on the side of the highway until a man came by and we waved him down. He was on his way to work, and when we told him about our ordeal, he told us to get in and actually drove us to where our car was parked, and it was all over. We believe we saw and heard at least one Bigfoot that night. The dimensions of the figure we saw standing in the trees was unbelievable. It looked like a sheet of plywood standing on two legs, being both tall and wide. Had there not been so much noise from the wind and trees, I'm confident we would have heard them moving, but it was impossible under the conditions in which we found ourselves. It seemed that it or they were following us, or perhaps even escorting us out of the woods, a fact that we will never know. But had they wanted to attack us, they could have, and they didn't. What do you make of that, Kev? Wow. Adirondack Trail in upstate New York. Yeah. No, that is, that is wild. Yeah, a lot of stuff happens up there around the Adirondack. Yeah. And uh, we have a listener to the show become a friend of mine, uh, Michael. Mike, if you're out there, he knows who he is. Uh, he does a lot of uh, personal investigating around the Adirondack Trail, Adirondack area. And uh, he runs into a lot of stuff out there, prints, vocalizations, uh, and a lot of other people, including the security guard who showed me his brother's picture a couple of years ago, which I've talked about. Uh, there's a lot of activity up there and a lot of wilderness and woods. Yeah, when they first talked about that cry, you know, that sounded like a women's scream or whatever, that, that's the classic coyote. Uh, yeah, but, you, but you nothing know, when, else matches up to that. Right, but when you're in the woods and you start to hear this, I mean, talk about chills going down oh, your yeah. spine. I mean, the coyotes, they scared the heck out of you. The first time you ever heard one, I told you, Bill, I thought like somebody was getting murdered. Yeah. Like a woman was getting murdered. It's like a blood-curdling scream. Yeah. And you're like, what the hell is that? Yeah. Yeah, and she said that. Yeah. She said a witch yep. or a woman being murdered. Yeah, that's what, as soon as I heard that description, I was like, oh, coyote. Yeah, neither one is something I want to run into. No. Of course, if it's a woman being murdered, I want to come to her assistance. Right. But uh, when you're in the woods in the dark, I mean, but how about her pointing out initially, and it's a, a, a point well made, that they had made several critical errors, only realizing it after the fact, 
in the way they were ill-prepared to go into the woods that day. Yeah, I was thinking like three strikes and you're out. And that's, right. I mean, you know, Bill, I, I raise sailboats as a hobby kind of all over the place, mostly little sailboats. And most of the time when someone gets hurt, it's they made like a series of mistakes. You know, unfortunately, uh, it doesn't happen that often. But when it does, when they trace back, it's like, oh, no, they did this. Oh, and then they did this. And then yeah. this, and you're like, oh, yeah, inexperience, a lack of uh, forethought, uh, will get you bite you in the butt every time. Yeah. So uh, interesting, large shadowy figure, the size of a piece of plywood. She says, so right, what, a, a, "What a description, too." I thought, yeah, a huge, like a sheet of plywood. Well, you know, again, it, it lends credence to the fact when people are describing weight and size, Kev, they're trying to relate it to something because it's not like anything they, they no, know and, of. and we hear often the description is like eight feet tall and four feet across, like an eight-by-four sheet of plywood. That's some massive body, man. Oh, man. And, uh, you know, somebody sent that picture over a while ago of Andre the Giant in yeah. his yeah. suit next to uh, Steve Austin, the $6 million man. Yeah. And as big as Andre was... He doesn't compare to anything like this. No. I mean, he was a big dude, and if you put him next to a little person, then he really looks like tremendous. But he was a big guy, but not this big. No. I agree. Uh, yeah, so uh, very, very interesting uh, account of uh, stupidity uh, followed by an encounter. And the gibberish this gibberish going on for quite a while, like f- from a distance. Uh, it was interesting that they seemed to be walking with them more. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about the gibberish, but that's from many, many accounts, right? Where some some folks say it sounds like a cross between Chinese and Russian or something. Yeah, weird, weird language you're trying to make the most I of. I myself it, you know. interpreted it as Cousin It from the Adams Family. Yeah. <laughs> you have to rock your hairy head back and forth too while you do it. Yeah. Flipping it back and forth with that little black derby on the sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> what a costume design. What are we gonna make this look like? I don't know. Let's put a big mop of hair on him and I think he should have a little black derby. Yeah, sure. That's yeah, let's good. put dark Ray Ban sunglasses. And have him on talk him. like a Bigfoot. <laughs> and Gomez would be like, oh, no, come on, Cousin It. No need yeah. to get all upset about that. Yeah, like he knew what he was saying. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, well that is a wild it. account, Bill, from the Adirondack Trail in upstate New York. Two ladies, yep. three strikes, and they were almost out. Yep. Yep, so let that be a lesson to you. Be prepared, as they used to say in the Boy Scouts. Mm. So, And even, like I said, uh, my parish priest, uh, John Ryan, uh, sensible guy, uh, walker, hiker, you know, and he got in a jam. So I wonder how many people get lost hiking, you know? Oh, There's a lot probably, of people, Bill. Yeah, a lot more than we know. A lot of people. 
So, like she said, uh, we're following a trail, and it was only a little while into the hike. We had already made a couple of bad decisions uh, going down what we perceived to be the continuum of this trail, and we were wrong. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, interesting. So what do we got, Kevin, our listener mail today? Yeah, we got some good listener mail. The first one is uh, short and sweet, but interesting. We haven't talked about it in a while, and it comes from Lisa in New Jersey. Okay. Home of the Jersey Devil. Ah. But um, she says, hi, Bill and Kevin, longtime fan of your podcast. Always great content week after week. Do you know if most in, most encounters happen accidentally or by people actively seeking Bigfoot out? Keep up the great work, Lisa in New Jersey. Yeah, Lisa, and... Um Without a doubt, 99.9999% of Bigfoot encounters that I have recorded were random, uh, accidental events. Uh, There are people uh, that I know of, uh, like my friend Weasel up in Alberta, who are actively looking for these creatures on an ongoing basis. Uh, He has seen some and has uncovered uh, what he believes uh, to be evidence of their presence. But he's a rare guy. You know, uh, actually looking and seeing a Bigfoot, I know almost none uh, that have done so. So uh, to answer your question, almost everything is found like this Bigfoot walking across or wading across the Cass River uh, is a totally random and accidental event. But I will say this, falling back on what I, uh, my own statement that people see something because they're looking, a lot of the people are eyes wide open, kind of adventurous, hiking, fishing. They're out there doing things that generally your average citizen is not. Yeah, and it's usually people that are out there frequently. Yes. The loggers, the hunters, the hikers. Right. You know, so, and that's statistics too. If there's not many of these creatures out there, of course, if they're out there, then uh, you got to be there pretty frequently to catch one. That's right, Kev. And that frequency thing is an excellent point because even me as a bird watcher, uh, I don't keep track of this, but the majority of the time that I'm alive, anywhere I am, I'm looking around. Right. And I don't keep a record of when the moment comes when I have a good sighting. But it is infrequent relative to how much time I spend looking. Right, of course. So, like I said, I'm not keeping some tablet next to me. You know, I've been looking for seven days now, and I haven't seen any kind of hawks around. Uh, I'm just looking all the time, and when I spy something out, I, I'm, I'm seeing it, you know. And it's the same way. I'm sure this kayaker in the Cass River, uh, if you have a kayak and you like this type of stuff, this is probably a regular hobby for him, going out on his day off and paddling around somewhere when he's got some time to kill. No, 100%. Yeah. 
So uh, it's the same. You're fishing. You hike in somewhere. You want some lonely time, you know, quiet, peace. You go into some place where not many people are fishing. And uh, all of a sudden, boom, there you are. 100%. Yep. Interesting. All right. Well, we are going to go with our next email across the Atlantic Ocean. Wow. To Matthew from the Netherlands. Uh-huh. He says, Dear Kevin and William, Hi, my name is Matthew, and I'm from the Netherlands. I'm a huge fan of the podcast, and I've been listening since episode one. I also have a brother. His name is Bart. Please give him a shout-out. Hey, Bart. Hey, Bart! Ah. <laughs> and together, Bart and I always discuss your latest podcast and both enjoy it greatly. I have two things to tell you. One, I teach English at what we consider an intermediate level. That would be above the English that my brother and I speak, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I teach 15 to 16-year-olds. Last week, my pupils started with their exams. In the English exams, there was a reading assignment with a text about cryptids, in which two cryptids are mentioned that I have not yet heard on the podcast. I'd like you to send you these two, Kevin. Maybe it's, as you both like to say, grist for the mill. Uh-huh. Definitely an avid listener there, Bill. Yep, yep. So, yes, please send those, William and Bart. And then number two, William mentions, I'm sorry, uh, Matthew mentions. I'm getting Matthew mixed up with my brother, William. Uh, <laughs> number two is, I was in Texas last December and ran into a hairy man. Not a Bigfoot but Billy Gibbons of ZZ Top. <laughs> now, I'm a big fan of ZZ Top, and I was absolutely starstruck. I managed to utter a few words in front of him, and he was very friendly. My, my wife and two friends were there, and they just stood there with a big stupid grin on their faces, phones in hands, and yet nobody took a picture of me and Billy. Can you imagine? I could have had a picture of me and Billy Gibbons. <laughs> now, this little story is what I think of when people comment on Bigfoot encounters. Why didn't you take a picture? Why yeah. didn't you film it? Yeah. Thinking back on the effect one of your idols would have on you, imagine your reaction if you came eye to eye with a cryptid. Yeah. And says, Kevin, it's a perfect point, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And he says, please get back to me if you'd like to look at the exam text about the cryptids. And yes, we do want that. Send it. And keep up the great work. Greetings from the Netherlands. And may you both be blessed with wisdom and big feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by, by the way, Matthew, I've been 16 four times. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, but it's the perfect point. The obvious. You are awestruck. Stunned, uh, you're you're thrown out of your element. You're in the presence in this case of uh, Billy Gibbons, and you set back to it. It's like, ooh, ah, uh, what do I say? Put a smile on your face, and nobody does what we think they should do, which is to take a photograph. Yep. You know, and the same thing happens with these uh, 
Bigfoot encounters, UFO encounters, anything strange. In the moment, you're just kind of awestruck. You're trying to figure out what's going on. Next thing you know, it's over. So uh, I'm totally on board with you, uh, Matthew. And once again, Bart, you, Matthew, everybody else out there, thank you for listening to us. We appreciate it. Very awesome, cool. Kevin. What's that? Yep. I just said awesome to yeah. hear from people, you know? <laughs> yeah, so that's that's it for this week. Uh, good podcast. Um, thanks, folks, for tuning in. Give us uh, one of those five-star reviews on your favorite podcast player. And if you can, just write a little short written review as well, especially if you like us. If you don't like us, just uh, go do something else. You know, you probably have a, a pot on the stove that you have to shut off or something. and listen folks that Bigfoot wading across the Cass River if it does have a deer on its shoulder it did it in and it could easily do you in so you better remember just one thing if you're hiking in the woods always carry more gun than you think you're going to need. Sleep tight. <laughs>